Hey, how you doing, Purpose Claremont? We got five minutes. We're going to look through the book of Ruth for our time together. We've been going through this, or we went through this in our Bible reading plan last week. Um, and I love the book of Ruth. In fact, I'm thinking that maybe God's leading us to look through the book of Ruth uh, when we're done with the book of Daniel. Now, that'll be a little while, but Ruth is such a powerful book. Now, here's the thing. A couple things that stood out. The first is, uh, in the days, uh, this is chapter 1, verse 1, in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land. Now, this is why it stood out to me, because the whole book of Judges, if, if you went through it, um, and if you did it, go back and read it. It's There's some crazy things that happen. And in all that craziness of what's happening, there's a whole nother life that's happening. I, I know that maybe that's not that deep, but for me, it's so, such a good reminder that me and mine and my little world is not all that there is out there. So while all these things are happening in the book of Judges, there is this uh, widow named Naomi uh, who has two daughter daughter in daughters in law who, who both lost their husbands, um, and so they are going through their own tragedies and living life and moving forward, um, trying to deal with famine, trying to deal with the trials that they're experiencing, the difficulties, the afflictions. There's all this stuff going on while all this other stuff's happening in the book of Judges. And it's so important for us to remember that what we're facing is not all that there is in the world. We need to keep our minds open to what other people are experiencing and then put ourselves out there saying, God, I want to be used by you. So uh, I don't have time to go through the whole book, but when you get to chapter 2, um, starting in verse 14, remember, um, I guess the summation that I can give, uh, Ruth uh, a Moabite, uh, so she's not an Israelite, and a Moabite is the daughter-in-law of of Naomi. Um, Naomi looks at her daughter-in-law and says, go home, go home, get married. Um, I can't produce any more kids for you, so just go get married, have a life, uh, which would mean Naomi's going to kind of be left to herself um, for the rest of her old days, olden days, um, not having a family around her, not having her husband, not having her sons, um, probably going to be in poverty because uh, unless there's a kinsman redeemer that would redeem her and bring her into the family, she's going she's gonna to have a hard time in life. And so Ruth looks at her and says, I'm not going. I'm going with you no matter what. And in fact, she goes, I'm going to go be with your people. Your people are my people and your God is my God. There must have been something about Naomi throughout all the years that they were together where Naomi had such an impact on Ruth that Ruth did not want to leave her. So they show up and Ruth goes and starts working the land in order to get food that her and Naomi can live on. Boaz, who owns the property, uh, who later would be the be the kinsman redeemer, who later, uh, I'm going to, it's a spoiler alert, who later would marry Ruth and Ruth would ultimately become the great grandma or great great grandma of David. In other words, Ruth is now in the lineage of the Messiah, Jesus, who would show up. And so God has this whole plan that's happening uh, behind the scenes that we need to remember. When we don't quite understand, trust that God knows exactly what he's doing. And so, but to chapter two, verse 14, it says this, and at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers and he passed her roasted grain and she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. And when she rose to glean, Boaz instructed the young men saying, let her glean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her and also pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean and do not rebuke her. So in other words, he made it easier for her. 
He looked out for him. Now, it's that idea of rest. The word rest came up here in that passage. And when you connect it back to Matthew chapter 11, starting in verse 28, Jesus says this, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. There's a correlation between the two. Boaz says, I want you to go out. Don't tell her I'm saying this. Don't reproach her. Don't, don't get, don't, she's not in trouble when this happens. Just go do this. When she goes, I want you to go out before her and I want you to pull, um, I want you to pull some of the, the, uh, the stuff out so it's not so hard for her. Make the work easier for her, but don't tell her what's going on and give her some of the good stuff, not just the leftovers, but the good stuff. Pull that out so it's easier. Isn't that what Jesus does? Ruth, when you look at Boaz, he's the kinsman redeemer. He's a picture of Jesus. He's not Jesus, but he's a picture of what Jesus has done for us. But Jesus says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Jesus makes it easier. He still calls us to walk. He still calls us to work and to live and go with him, not work for salvation, but because we have it. Guys, he's amazing and he changes everything. He is our kinsman redeemer. Love you all more than you know. We'll see you later.